The mics are indeed hot. We got everybody from the Buckets and Beyond crew here, which can only mean one thing. Introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood Mavs podcast. Live in front of a studio audience. <laughs> We're out here. The Immaculate Vibe studio audience is <laughs> chiming in. I, I, I'm your host, Ben Seibel, and we are Buckets and Beyond. We love to talk about Mavericks. We also like to talk about pop culture, nerd culture. We get into it. And, okay, uh, everybody calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Let, calm the man down speak. Now. Let the man speak. I know I know the fanfare is wild right now, but we need to we got a pod to record. Contain yourselves. <laughs> anyway, I'm your host, Ben Seibel. I'm joined by Jay, the the man at the what do you would you call that? The control center, I guess. The uh the Immaculate Vibe Studio. The cockpit. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> And then we're also joined by Andrew the Goon Bennett. Here from the guest bedroom slash office here on University Boulevard. <laughs> Holding it down. Yeah, I love the yeah. We finally we, got some of some some art and different things up in here. Uh and so I'm I was gonna say to, this is your best dope. background by yeah. far. Yeah. Best background. Don't I can't angle it any other way though. It has to stay. <laughs> No, we this look way. like real ass content creators in this bitch, man. Like we're, we're, we're really <laughs> active, bro. like all of us. Like Room, Room Raider, find us on Room Raider. Uh, I, at, I'm at not, Room Raider. I don't know. I look like I'm still in the kitchen, so I look the least professional out of everybody. You're cooking up Rachel Ray. You're cooking up. You're cooking up some spicy, uh, some spicy takes for us, Ben. Yeah, oh yeah, Co- you know, you know the deal. Um. Well, uh, it's been a, it's been a really weird week for Mavs fans. Let's just get into it. Um. We want to start off with a game to kind of see if we can get get keep, get all keep it loose, keep, keep it, it light. Yeah, uh, I, I'll I'll just hand it off to you, Goon. Tell us what we're in. Jay, for. Jay, Ben, do do some pregame stretches here. Um, all right, all right. So Boost. so the story, one of the stories from this week in Mavs, um, in just the Mavericks, is uh, three point shooting and how atrocious it's been. Uh, and I started doing this after the Nets game when we shot 19% from three. Uh, I think we were like six for like 43 or we, we jacked up 46 three pointers and did not make that many. Um, last night against the Pacers, we shot 13, almost just, just a shade under 14%. So uh, I wanted to look at how many games are we shooting just above league average just above league average because i think we're 25 games in uh i think we are coming to the realization uh that reggie bullock is not a sniper uh tim hardaway is maybe not a sniper and maybe this team is just not a very good three-point shooting team um so 25 games in i've got a couple uh questions for you guys in and luckily, I think the data, I'm a, I'm a bit of a stat head. Uh, like Mark Cuban, I like to go on basketball reference and just, you know, uh, plug and play with lots of different uh, spreadsheets and everything. Um, in wins, in games that we have won, we have shot 
about a little over 36% from three. The league average is 35. So when we shoot above league average, we, we're winning games. We're seven and three in games where we shoot above league average. In losses, we're shooting 29%. So and games where we shoot below league average, we're five and 10. We're a lottery team. So the picture is pretty clear. Um, I'm curious, though. I'm going to pull up Reggie's numbers. I'm curious for you guys. How many games do you think Reggie, uh, the newest acquisition for the Mavericks, and I hate to drag Reggie. He seems like a nice guy. But Reggie, you had a bad week. You had a rough week. We're going to talk about it. Um, How many games do you think he has shot above league average out of 25? I'm going to throw it to you guys. Give me a give me a number, a ballpark here. What do you guys think? We're going above. How many games has he shot 35% or better from three? I'm going to say eight. Eight? Okay. I would say two. Because I feel like he's had some games where he's had, like, he shot six and then he made two. Or I feel like two is the most I remember him making. Okay, okay. So I feel just, like I'm being kind of generous with eight, but like, you know what? Yeah, well, yeah I'm, I'm sticking with eight, but yeah, I'm going to go with eight. Okay. okay. Um, by prices right rules, uh, Ben would technically win, but Jay, you are the closest. He has shot above league average in seven games. Mm. Oh, nice. <clears throat> yeah. In I mean, that's not games. good that that situation, but <laughs> yeah. it's that you are uh, close to that answer. Shot, that's nice. Uh, he shot zero percent from three uh, last night, which leads me to my next question. How many games do you guys think he has shot 0% from three? Mm. Zero, a goose egg. Uh, Three. God, I hope it's not more than three. (laughs) (laughs) Jay's going with three. Okay, Ben. I'll go 10. Okay, Ben, you're going to take it this time. He has shot 0% eight times oh, in no. eight <laughs> games so more often than not reggie is shooting a goose egg from three rather than shooting league average and this is this is smoke show mr sniper um <laughs> so it's it's rough out here the first 25 games like this um and i well and i will say he he had one did not play um against the Clippers. So he's technically only played 24 games. Um, Moving on to our other sniper on the roster, uh, Mr. Timothy Hardaway Jr. Um, Same question. How many games do you guys think Timmy is shooting above league average? I'll say six. Okay, Ben is going six. Okay. I'm going... Man, I really haven't even like scrolled through the just their just their at season averages in a few days. I, I, so I'm not really fresh. For, I don't I don't know where he's at exactly, but I, I want to go ten. Okay. Um. So Ben, you went with six. Jay, you went with ten. Uh. I'm gonna call that a tie. He has shot above league average in eight out of twenty five games. <laughs> so in Man. a in one third about one third of Mavericks games, he shoots above thirty five percent. Um meaning he shot below league average in 17 of our games. Um, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Um, he's supposed to be our third guy. He's like, 
that you know he's the 18 million dollar man like mm. um so uh let's see next so oh um no i'm gonna skip the zero percent for tim it's not that interesting he shot zero percent four times so it's not as glaring as reggie um but you are still getting some some goose eggs in there yeah. uh now I've got to double check this since we had a game last night. A lot of this data I had to update uh, after the Pacers game where we shot again, 13%. Do you guys want to guess which Mavericks are shooting above league average currently 25 games into the season? How, how many are there? So I'm going to, I'm here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take off the players who we who the, we know that these are flukes. So Dwight Powell is technically shooting above the average. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but Let's he, get him go. But again, Dwight Powell is not one of our three-point shooters. He's um, throwing up like one or two attempts. Again. Yeah, yeah if, if, that. if that. Like every other game, he might be jacking up a three. Um, I'm also going to take off Eugene Omuryuri is shooting 50%. Um, so is Boban, and so is Willie. Um, so... Tops and three-point percentage currently <laughs> are Willie, Boban, and Eugene. And of course, like we said with Dwight, they are not volume three-point shooters. Um, they've probably shot one three between all of them in like the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, so let me give a quick count here. One, two. There are three players currently shooting above league average. And again, league average hovers at about three, uh, 35.5, 35% right now. Okay, well. With, with the new basketball. So the league man. is shooting this amount with the new basketball, is shooting 35% with the new basketball. I'm going to say KP Brunson. Yeah, I was going to say this. I don't one. think Luke is there yet. I'm going to say. Luke is not, no. I, ah, man. Luca. Oh, Frank Nielakina. That's my other one. Okay. Ben like... is going KP, Brunson, and Frank. Okay. Jay. KP, Brunson. And I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Trey Burke. Oh. I know that's just, uh, I feel like, I feel like he's going to okay. surprise me. I don't know. Okay. Uh, ben, you have gone 0 for 3. Oh, None of God. those three players are <laughs> oh, on the list. <laughs> Jay, you are one for three. Trey Burke is shooting 41% from nice. three. Cool. Uh, man Trey. didn't get the COVID shot, but he can, make a, he, but he can make a three-point shot. Not afraid of that <laughs> shot. <laughs> Not afraid of a three-point shot. Um, the other two players, again, we're excluding Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell's shooting at like right under 37%. The other two players uh, are Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba. Uh, Dorian nice. is shooting 37% currently, and Maxi is at just under 36%. Um, so that's where we are right now. And I and I also will point out, like, Dorian and Maxi are higher percentage-wise on that list, but they also are some of our lower volume three-point shooters. Mm. Um, like, Tim and Reggie are going to be taking the bulk of, right. of open three-point shots. Um, so that's the end of the game. I hope you had fun. Uh, I know the Mavericks aren't having fun. Uh, we're not having fun watching the Mavericks. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sadness. Uh, uh, it's, I mean, but I mean, I think it, if there's any silver lining, it's, I think it is, if the shots fall, we win games. And I know that's dumb, that's dumb to say, of course, if shots fall, we win games. But it really is, like, if we just, if, like, we don't even need Timmy and them to be, they don't need to be 40% three-point shooters. We just need y'all to shoot league average. That's all we're asking at this point. Like, shoot league average, and we can win basketball games. Mm-hmm. But yeah. up to this point, they have not done that, and the team has suffered for it. Um, so Yeah, and, and there's a lot of talk about the Mavs getting a lot of open looks, you know, and I think the part of the – part of why they get so many open looks is because defenders don't expect them to make it. So like, why would I waste my energy going all the way to try to block a shot? I already know is going to miss like what I'm going to be ready for the rebound. If I stay right here, like that, that's, that's kind of, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, yeah, you're not, we're not punishing them for leaving shooters open. Yeah. Yeah. It's we're off to a weird start. It's annoying that like they are kind of for how low pace and how low, percentage they are shooting it's interesting that they have that to fall back on it is it's annoying to see jason kidd always like well, you know that like we're, we're getting the shots we want you know so so we just gotta <laughs> keep going we're, we're getting the shots we want we really keep saying that and it's just yeah. like you're right here's, but like when are they gonna go in man yeah <laughs> here's the follow-up question of that at what point i i know i personally have reached this point we're 25 games into the season at what point do we admit that we are a bad shooting team that we're that we're just a bad shooting team. Like, at what point do we admit? I know Mavs fans, and by extension, Mark Cuban, have a hard time admitting when we're wrong. Um, but like, at which point do we say, you know, Reggie really isn't a forty percent three point shooter, apparently, or Timmy is not a forty is not. We don't have a sniper on the squad. Like, at what point do we do we wait for thirty games, forty games? Do we wait for the All Star break? Like. How how much of a sample size do we need before we decide? You know what? It's not the ball. It's not that the sh- it's not some streak of incredible bad luck. It's just you're bad. You're bad at this one skill. Like, at what point do we admit that to 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 ourselves and to the team and to the media and decide to deviate strategy? Like that that's that's the question I'm faced with because I'm. Yeah, you know, I feel like I've already answered that just in my own personal relationship with the team. I was in um, I was in Bobby Corolla, the the Mavericks Twitch chat the other day, and I was I was I was typing Team Tank, Team Tank, when like when that when the topic came up, I was like, man, if these guys need to heal up a little bit, if we need to run it back to last season, then like, I, honestly, I'm ready to make that decision. I'm ready to make that call, and I'm ready to just be like, all right, whatever. Like the Mavs are bad again, like. We could go back to low expectations and like, <laughs> yeah, waiting. and then we could yeah. like bring guys up from the G League, get Moses more playing time. Yeah. Like we could like develop our our young talent, and I think you're starting to see Luca break down. You like it seems like every other game it's a like a new ankle injury or a new this or a new that, and he'll right. play through it because we're like hopeless without him. And <laughs> there's no and you see like, people starting to talk now about how he's like low conditioning, how he's in bad shape, like like. Like these, these kind of rumblings are starting to come up. Like, yo, like, and his usage rate has been so high for his entire like four year career, where we like 
put everything on his shoulders. And on top of that, he went through that whole Olympic thing. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, I don't, I don't know. It, it might come yeah. down to that. I, yeah, I think um, last night's game, there was one play where it looks like he re-aggravated his ankle. And I think that was proof to me that he, he should have rested last night. Like, I know we can't, like, we can't afford to really rest him that much, but if he's hurt, he's hurt and rest him because it's one thing. And because, and because really like we still lost the game, it would be one thing if he played through the pain and we won and we were winning games, Yeah. but he's playing through the pain. He's throwing himself, you know, you know, killing himself and we're st- and our our team is still losing games it makes no sense to me to risk his long-term health if if we're if we're going to keep losing um yeah and it, it, it's painful to watch i don't think i don't buy a ton into the conditioning stuff i i agree with you ben it's his usage is super high and and you know and he's hurt like of course he's gonna he's gonna look gassed he's gonna look tired he's gonna look worn out because his ankle isn't right and and he's having to he's having to carry the team um so yeah i i don't know if i'm team tank yet i don't think i don't think i don't think the front office of the team is is there yet but i mean What's what's yeah. crazy about this season is the West is so wide open. You could get on a five game win streak and be back in it. That's literally yeah. like where we're at. So um, yeah, I think that's, I think it's more likely that the team tries something desperate before the trade deadline. than we go into tank mode. Yeah. True. Yeah. Unless yeah. something happens a little bit, a little bit of hyperbolic. Unless but, I don't know. Yeah. After last draft, I don't know if we want our team drafting anymore. I I do. I want I want Nico a shot to like draft. Yeah. Some okay. Players. I hear you. Yeah. I sorry that clouded uh, PTSD from the last one, but yeah, I hear you. And like, and I saw <laughs> Bibbs tweeted this last night, and he was like, "I can get Tim's production from Josh Green at this point. So like, why not play Josh Green?" Like, interesting and, and, and josh green is a better defensive player <laughs> like and better and, out on fast break and i can't and i can't argue with that like if tim is shooting 15 percent from three or 20 percent from three put josh green in if reggie is shooting like that like again this is a team that's constructed of guys that like are supposed to know their job and they can't do they can't do that one like these are your job responsibilities shoot threes and play like average defense or play or in Reggie's case, play above average defense. You can't do one of them. So we're going to bench you for somebody that can at least give us better defense. Um, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's a, it's a weird time to be a mass fan and, I, and just to kind of, <laughs> what makes it weirder is when your owner uh, gets into Twitter battles with uh, former employees and um that was just a like i wasn't i kind of took a break from twitter at that point like in the day and then andrew sends me this i'm like are you are you kidding me right now really uh it was an all-timer day it was an all-timer let me read it i I don't want to misquote our our dear owner here um so in uh in this tweet that mark sent out 
He said, hashtag NBA Twitter is the furthest you can get from our real fan base. Twitter is the absolute worst platform to try to engage with fans. Only thing worse than NBA Twitter is hashtag BTC Maxis, but it's close. I don't, I mean, I'm not it's rich enough. He's talking stuff. about Bitcoin. Nonsense. He yeah. somehow finds a way to talk about crypto yeah. in any thing. He- get some talented players, Mark. <laughs> yeah no, so you get some crypto twitter <laughs> twitter tweeter you don't know take anything that. bro <laughs> take that bro my team my crypto get on it man like <laughs> yeah like you know it's... what return on investment isn't uh low performing the performance on dogecoin my man <laughs> yeah we missed on reggie bullock but don't miss this opportunity to get in on the cryptocurrency of the future my dude <laughs> I, uh, I think like so that so there's part of it that's part of it so he kind of disses nba twitter he and says like and obviously there's a lot of really passionate Mavs fans on twitter that were just like what the heck like we we like love this team it's like you've been mismanaging it like that's why we're mad we're not like you know just yeah. spewing just to spew out here and what what I found weird is like obviously he got in that little like conversation about with uh, Harala Bob talking about the how the ball has changed a lot and three point percentages are down across the league and all this stuff. I don't really care as much about that. To me, when he like takes aim at, at NBA Twitter and then like almost in a recovery mode, he's just like, oh. Uh, we've decided to like create a new position, like chief Twitter officer for the Mavs, or like I'm, and then he's like DMing fans on Twitter, sending them tickets. I'm just like, what? Are, what are you doing? Yeah, they're buyouts. They're buyouts. Except like, hey, packages. Hey, yeah. dude, we're still friends. We're still cool, right? I know I don't value your. I mean, and here's here's the thing. Like, Mark, I get it. I don't like imagine like imagine having to listen to like I get it no one wants to admit that someone on the internet is right no <laughs> like like and I get it especially when it's like like uh like uh Dick Nowitzki 42069 <laughs> that's telling that's I mean I get it like you know like <laughs> it's <laughs> no one wants to admit that that guy is right but sometimes a broken clock is right. A broken clock watches right twice a day. Sometimes like Twitter has it right. Sometimes guys, sometimes people who are outside of the organization have it right. And really like we've been saying the same thing for three years. <laughs> like it hasn't changed. We've, you've been pretty consistent. We've been pretty consistent. Um, so So I get where he's coming from of like, like, yeah, you guys are an organization. Like, you guys do basketball all the time. We're just three dudes. Or we're just, like, three dudes in a trench coat running a podcast. <laughs> like, I get that you don't want to say, yeah, we need to trade everyone. Or, yeah, yeah, we need to draft better. Like, I, I get you don't want to admit that. So, what's, what's funny is, like, I don't know if you guys saw this. There, uh, somebody sent uh, tweeted out a screenshot of a conversation they had with Cuban. Mm-hmm. And... Cuban said the key isn't whether we want a player. It comes down to what they want in return. And let's wait for more than 24 games to see where this team is going. And if you are in Dallas and want to go 
to the game on Monday, let me know. I'll hook you up. And then there's, I don't know who this was with exactly, but it, they, the, they responded, understandable. I'm just speaking for most Mavs fans who would suggest it's been three seasons with largely the same roster uh, than t- for the past 24 games. And then Mark Cuban says, and we have a new coach and a new front office. Hard to see how anyone can conclude anything at this point. I mean, Mark, you're taking enough L's on the court. Don't take more L's on, on the internet. It's sad. It's like legit sad. Like he's trying to, my, my owner should not be conversing with a fan, trying to convince them to go to a game. Cause on, like I just last week I told, I told my mom, I didn't want Mavs tickets for, you know, cause they're going to d- disappoint. They're more likely going to disappoint me. Ben's so, down bad. Cuban is down bad. Like it's, everybody's down bad. And I think somebody responded to that conversation. They said, "Like, uh, like save your save your money, go like, uh, you know, b- fix the team or something like that." Yeah. Think, like, like don't like don't worry somebody, about it. Somebody somebody quote tweeted it and said, "Mads are headed to the lottery." <laughs> yeah, it's it's ugly, man. Like, but you gotta see Marcus. He's such a businessman. He won't concede anything if he doesn't have to. Like, like he's so stingy with just every little thing, man. Like. I mean, it just like you said it perfectly, man. Like he knows, but there's no reason for him to concede that. Like he'll just he'll just keep digging his heels in. And some highlights for me when he called Mavs Twitter in a separate tweet. He said it was toxic and useless. And I mean, yeah. he, he kind of has a point. Like it is, it's a little toxic. It's a little negative. Whatever. Like you don't see them talking about it on TV because, like you know, whatever. They don't want to be attacking anybody. But, but they're still fans like, and, and they still have a point. It's just an open platform for people to be, to speak how they feel. So like, it's not all going to be sunshine and rainbows, bro. You know? Well, and he also, he, in that tweet where he said, I sometimes DM real, like real Mavs of consequence when they have something to actually say, like I'll DM them. Um, he's quote tweeting someone. Uh, he's quote tweeting Mavs for life, dollar sign, dollar sign, who said, a quick scan of Mark's social media would lead me to believe his priorities are crypto and his TV show. And again, Mark is, Mark is one of those people who, when, when he, like to get a response out of him, I think reveals, oh, that you struck a nerve. Like you've, right. you've, you've hit a button. You've, you've hit at something that he's not willing to admit, but obviously he's responding and feels the need to correct you mm-hmm. that you've obviously hit on some truth there because yeah. like, I feel like, yeah, crypto shark tank. Oh, whether I'm going to like run for president in four years or not, whether I'm a viable political candidate, those have all been, seems to me been bigger priorities or things that he's willing to like actually work on. And the Mavericks, it's just like, stay the course, baby. Like, keep on trucking. <laughs> it's not even like that That it's a bigger priority. It's just that I want my owner to be devoted to my team. That's his number one priority. And, like, if he keeps, like, stretching himself and have his, you know, hand in all these little different things, then he's, like, how is he going to be there when, like, a free agent wants to talk to the Mavs? Or, like, if there's a trade that might go down? Or, like, you know, it, it just seems like, he's more convinced that he knows like the way to figure like to build this team and 
if he would just delegate more and kind of be, have a hands-off approach, like I just write the checks, then I think this would be a lot better. But like, if you look at all of these other well-run organizations, like the manager, the G, the GM and the owner are like, they are, they are on the same mindset of like, Hey, yes, I'm paying for everything, but I know, you know, basketball better than I do. I don't know if Mark will admit that someone else can make a better decision for the Mavs than he will. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He, just... he, we have a very real, um, Jerry Jones problem with him. Um, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say it, uh, rich people are dumb, rich people are dumb. Like it, it, and I'll say this, especially the Uber rich, like Mark has more money than, than God. Um, and I think, and for, and when that happens, like, it's hard to admit when you're wrong. Cause like, how could I be wrong? I have $5 billion. How can you tell me that I'm wrong about this? I have all the money in the world. And it's, and it's hard for, I think it's just, it's hard for, you see it with Elon Musk getting on Twitter, getting into spats with people over dumb stuff. He, he's not, yeah, he, the, the team would be infinitely better if he handed the keys over to someone uh, and he just got to be the Twitter personality and the, the zany kooky owner who just writes the checks. Um, yeah. I wish we had like a genie bus or like, like a legacy or some kind of like family family dynasty building it like like who's who really cares about the success of the organization i i know you know, we know mark is a just a business guy and he's not seeing the same thing we're seeing he's seeing like i drafted trey young and traded for luca like you know like i, I made you know whatever like i just made hundreds and we made we made like half a billion dollars with that one deal whatever like he's probably yeah. looking at he's probably seeing things like that and that's way more that means so much more to him than like oh the team sucks like he's probably seeing like oh well yeah we, we got trade yeah we had a few mistakes but like we drafted luca whatever whatever and we're still somewhat in the playoff picture like like you know he, that's probably enough for him to uh you know like he just prioritized different things you know he probably sees that as like a great success and i'm sure i'm sure they're selling tickets i'm sure they're selling just buku jerseys like they probably made a lot of money and the as a as a business the organization's probably killing it so so i'm, I'm sure it's, it's harder for mark to really like get on the same page as the fans <laughs> yeah and i would be curious i would love if i could have like an hour-long sit-down interview with mark because i think and this is something that i've come to realize recently i think if you asked mark cuban hey from 2001 to like 2018, 2019, like Dirk Nowitzki's tenure, do you view those 19, like those 21 years as a complete unmitigated success? And Mark would go, yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course. And I think a lot of Mavs fans on Twitter, and, I th and I've seen this sentiment start to bubble up a little bit more, and I'm kind of convinced of it, where more people are like, you had a top 20, top 10 all-time player in Dirk Nowitzki, and you won one championship. In his last, like, eight seasons, you didn't win a single playoff series. And, and so there's a disconnect, like Jay, you said, between the priorities of, like, no, we're making money. Like, TV deal, baby. Let's go, like, we're, you know, more fans everywhere. We're branching out to, like, Eastern Europe. We have record, you know, uh, Luka uh, jersey sales. 
And fans are like, yeah, it's been over a decade since you won a playoff series. And so there's that disconnect. And I've kind of, I've, again, to go back to my spreadsheets, which I love so much, um, there's not, there's not really a connection between successful basketball and making money. You can be a bad basketball team and still make money. Look at the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers have been good over the last few years. The look, at the, look at the Knicks. Um, there are a couple of other teams in mind. And in some cases, like Milwaukee has made a lot more money because they've, and because they've won. They won a championship. They have Giannis. Yeah. Um, and I think the Mavericks, like Mark has to realize, the Mavericks are more like Milwaukee than, than New York or L.A. Like, we have to have successful basketball to make money. Um, and we and we haven't we, we just haven't um so so yeah i think that's where some of the disconnect comes from when he says like nba tw- like nba twitter aren't aren't close to the real fans the real fans he's talking about are the people that pay for fox sports southwest or the people yeah. that pay for Bally Sports. <laughs> yeah all of, all of all of twitter in the lower bowl you mean the lower bowl yeah the fans? lower bowl yeah the lower bowl are the real fans <laughs> All of us on Twitter, the people like people like you and me who are going to buy a ticket off like StubHub for like eight bucks the night of to go see a game <laughs> up in the upper deck. Nah, nah, they're not real. Are not the real, real fans. He doesn't, he isn't, he has not yet found a way to monetize Twitter follows and Twitter accounts centered on the Mavericks. If he could, then maybe we'd be real fans. Dang. That's spitting fire. Yeah. Yeah, don't uh, get me uh, don't get me started on yeah billionaires. I, I, I will drag the last, them all day. The the last thing I'll say is like, would Mark Cuban invest in Mark Cuban, the owner of the Mavs? You know what I'm saying? Like if he's sitting in Shark Tank and he's seeing like what he's done in the past 20 plus years mm-hmm. as the the owner, is he like, you know what? For that reason, I'm out. Or like <laughs> I, I don't know. Like we don't like yeah. In his own head, he probably thinks he's done a marvelous job. But like in in what has happened, like it seems like he can't get out of his own way. And me, like the the perfect example of that is like we, you know, little bit sidebar. The Mavericks have had the same logo since I think two thousand three, whereas nobody like every other franchise has rebranded at least like two or three times in that in that time. But we've just be like, nope, Mark really likes this one, and we're gonna stay with that. And there's like nothing that, anyway. Yeah. Whatever. That's a whole nother. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. I think if you like over the last five five over the last ten years, if you took the Dallas Mavericks name off of the team and you handed and you handed Mark, here's a prospectus on this franchise. Do you want to invest? And he and he would probably be like, yeah, I'll buy low. I'll buy low and try and get a bargain because the future looks bright, but the last 10 years have not. So yeah. yeah, If you, if you took all the names off of it so that he couldn't identify which, which NBA franchise is this, which basketball team is this? Do you want to buy it? No. Yeah. Not at all. Well, um, I think we (laughs) kind of, I really got where that went. Just, just gonna say it. I think that that was good venting. I think we needed that. Now, uh, I think we'll we didn't of... even talk about his his beef with Hara Lobos, but we can we can move on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um... <laughs> Got ratioed. 
play, play our game and then we'll talk. Uh, so if I had three um, billion dollars, I would just not go on Twitter. I would just simply not go on Twitter. If he Never. was really a businessman, he would promote a one-on-one game versus him and Bob. Oh and, my and they'd have it like at the double AC and it would be a whole thing. Sell like hundred dollars. No, if he tickets, was really an I would if he was a, if he was really an entertainer, he would do that. Yeah, true, true. It's so weird how like Mavs fans have almost like embraced Hollow Bob from like where we were like before the season. Like, oh man, what a jerk. He was so mean to Luca. Like, and now yeah. we're like Hey, Harlebob actually has a point, you know, with all the stats yeah, that he's good, doing. Good Twitter follow, you know? It's, you know? it's the it's the Godzilla meme of like let them fight. Like we're just like, <laughs> yes, we love we we love the drama, you know. I I, I think know. the Mavs players would enjoy that too. Just to watch the <laughs> owner yeah. like try to anyway. Um, I kind of wanted to wrap the show on on kind of a, a fun uh moment. We had a Mavs moment in Mavs Twitter. Um, last week we talked about, uh, the side effects of, uh, being an MFFL and how it can be like a, uh, almost like a disease that kills you slowly. And so I tweeted out a list of some of the ones that we mentioned on the pod and it, uh, went something like this side effects of being an MFFL include belief that Luca can solve everything fourth quarter, fourth quarter meltdowns, center rotation, induced vomiting, constant envy of talented players on other teams nausea during games indigestion when someone not named Luca shoots so i sent that out and we we got a lot of uh free tweets we we, we really uh i was kind of shocked i, I kind of just threw it out oh there, man this out this was this doing numbers <laughs> yeah like it, it was like a lot of likes and i feel like it kind of hit a chord with mavs fans and a lot of us were like in the same like mental space with this team and we were like really kind of bummed out at how we've been underperforming. And then these games are kind of depressing if you invest in like a team and then they just don't play as good as you want them to. Um, So uh, I, I followed that up with another tweet uh, that uh, asked like, okay, give me your symptoms. Like what are, what what are your, what are you struggling with as a Mavs fan? And these are the best responses. So I want to get your guys reaction. I don't know if you've read them yet. So first one, loss of hair due to depression, upset stomach due to all the hard bricks that we have to swallow, delusions due to seeing the same roster and expecting different results, sore throat for screaming out at every mixed shot. That was uh, at uh, S-P-E-E-T-S, at Speets. Um, That was a great one. Um, The next one was, uh, (laughs) this is from 56 Gorillas at blabbit uh, underscore having the two most enjoyable parts of my Twitter being an imaginary ball based on a uh, based mascot and an overly optimistic character loosely based on combo of Bale and American psycho and Stuart Smalley from SNL. That was, that was, fire. That was good. And then uh, Steve underscore McGee from Mavs Reddit says, Palpitations whenever Luca whines to the refs about no calls and fails to get back on D. Urge to hit your head on a wall whenever you see Luca's off-ball defense, which is staying with his man for about five seconds and slowly moving to the paint because he's more concerned about getting a defensive rebound. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Very then, real. Uh, Dallas Hoop said, uh, if shooting slump continues for 21 games, consult a physician immediately. 
Uh, let's see. And then at Letterman underscore 23 said, I get twitchy every, every time someone says the name DeAndre or Dwight or Darren or Lamar or Parsons or Green or the years 2006, 2012, or 2003, or the words powder, CBA, or trust. <laughs> so many trigger words. Or Rondo. <laughs> I added Rondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Come on now. Don't be barking. Don't be barking. Milo, Milo agrees. Milo, re- Milo retweets. Yeah. <laughs> Retweet Milo, and subscribe uh... from Milo. Oh, come on. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Gosh, Josh. Don't be doing that. Uh, the next one says, uh, Ooh, um, uh, anytime, anytime, uh, PTSD, anytime someone mentions we believe, was that, oh was that, my... was that the 07, 06, 07 Warriors? Yeah. That was yeah. 07 Warriors. That, like Mark wants to talk about real fans. Um, I was crying when we lost. <laughs> I mean, again, yeah. I was again, I was like eleven or twelve. Right. I, was, I was like twelve or thirteen. But like that was that, my first like bat with depression right there. Like that, I like was wrecked. Yeah, 06 sucked. Um, but losing to the Warriors when we were the number one seed, that crushed me. Absolutely yeah. crushed. Oh my gosh. Uh, that was brutal. Uh, and then this one is uh, at Michael Mavs fan says spending thousands of euros each year to see them play at home and on the road. Man. That is talk about devout. That's, that's a real fan right that there. Real. Yeah. I think that was also some people I appreciate like Kirk and a lot of other like Twitter people, Twitter Mavs fans pointing out that like one, like, people make friends with each other on Twitter. Like, yes, like a lot of the discourse is toxic, but like the relationships that get built between mass fans are really positive. And two, there are a ton of international fans who like the only way they can interact with the Mavs fan base is through Twitter. And so, and so you've discounted again, anytime we speak in like wild generalizations about like, NBA Twitter is all toxic or it's, they're not real fans. Like we get into trouble anytime we talk and those only a Sith deals and absolutes kind of thing. Uh, but it misses that like so many, so many fans international and otherwise, like I don't have Bally sports. I can't, I, I don't, I currently can't stream the games. Um, so like Twitter is where like I follow along. Uh, I, I don't have an ESPN app anymore because I'd rather follow along on Twitter um and so i think that gets lost uh but yeah props to was that mavs uh which account was that mavs. Uh, uh for like the at for like the mavs euro fan. yeah yeah there's props a, there's you, a man we, and we have been putting out a great product to to to, to uh, warrant such an investment but uh like my investment is really like is like 12 us dollars each year <laughs> to uh oh, <laughs> We, we we talked a little bit to like uh, Mav DeLorean last year about what his experience was like um, being a Mavs fan where you like watch the games like whatever, three in the morning or whatever time it is, something crazy like that. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of a cool moment where we like everybody on Mavs Turner kind of agreed with uh, like, hey man, this it's tough. Like it takes a toll on you. And we were just, I, I just, I didn't want to send that out to just be like a Debbie Downer. It was just more of like, make a joke about of uh, like how we're feeling right now. Like this is, uh, you know, share the moment, I think, I guess. 
yeah do do you have anything else uh before we dip out (laughs) um do we shout out Mavs burner for the video oh my gosh what am i thinking okay good one okay so after we initially sent out the tweet about the side effects of being an mffl um Mavs burner made this masterpiece of a video that uh (laughs) prescribes Mavs fans mffl and um it like all the, it had some of our side effects that we had in there, but it also had more of them uh, that we we didn't mention. The video editing is some of the best I've seen uh, on Mavs Twitter, and he gave us a shout out at the end. It was it was so cool to see it, you know uh, our idea used that way. So shout out to him, man! Great job. Yeah, the editing was crazy. That was hilarious. So. <laughs> Um, Your real one. I will say to keep it to keep it positive. Uh, the last two games we've seen meaningful Moses Brown minutes. We love to see it. Uh, trying to get yeah. chose like Moses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, especially that Grizzlies game, nine points and six rebounds in like twelve minutes. Oh, we love to see it. Keep yeah. it coming, Moses. I think uh, Willie's going to be out for a while. Insert to Moses. Willie's going to be out in Toronto. What? <laughs> they need a center. Yeah. Do you want to talk about trade stuff before we go? N- uh, I don't know if that's maybe not. I mean, I don't think we have enough to go off of, really. I want Miles Turner so bad. <laughs> yeah. I want Miles Turner so bad. I heard a little clip from Locked On Mavs, and they were talking with Locked On Pacers, and one thing we should know about Miles Turner, he does not have a pick and roll game. Like anything to speak of a pick and roll game. So um, that's kind of what Luca would want in a center, ideally. Uh, that needs to be factored in. But again, anything is better than what we got going right now. So I, we can't be picky necessarily. So I don't want to be that guy on Twitter who's like, oh, I don't think that's a great fit. <laughs> <laughs> Like that that's literally a lot of Mavs Twitter is like people be like, hey, we should get DeMar DeRozan. Mm, I don't know. He can't maybe, shoot jump shots. Maybe <laughs> this is maybe this is the um the the lay person in me, the like you know, play a game of basketball, why don't you? <laughs> person in me where I'm like, uh okay, he doesn't have a pick and roll game. Can he learn to like pick and then roll to like <laughs> like it doesn't seem it like Somebody like please, somebody drag me and explain to me how difficult of a skill set that is to explain get to Dwight me. Dwight Powell, Dwight Powell on the pod, and he'll tell yeah, you all about get, it. Yeah, I mean, have turn Dwight into a player coach that's just training these guys to be pick and roll. Like we talked about it earlier when Bobby Corolla was on, and he was like, "Well, like nobody can really pick and roll like Dwight," and I was kind of like, <laughs> "Okay, but like." You stand there, you set, you, you block the, you block the, the perimeter defender, and then you run towards the basket. You run towards the basket. (laughs) You look, you get your hands up. You get like, there's so much more, whatever. Um, I understand there's more to it than that. I understand. But again, we're asking for league average here. I'm asking for league average. 
My right, problem with yeah. that discussion is like, like of just the MFFL, like, uh, well, I don't know if that's like, like what they don't realize they're perpetuating the same thing that we've been going through when you're afraid <laughs> to take a risk, when you're afraid to like, like he's, he's literally better than anybody else on the team, but you're worried about his chemistry. Like, no, he's better at basketball. So we'll make it work because they're good at basketball. Like they'll figure it out, they'll figure it out. It's like, it's not. I don't yeah. know. I feel like a lot of fans are just kind of like they're they're having Stockholm syndrome or something. They're just like, just, they're okay with the mediocrity. And they're like, uh, 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 we could get a little guy, just a little guy, and he'll be good. That'll be enough. <laughs> like, no, we don't need a little yeah. guy, bro. Like, let's let's put our chips on the table. Yeah, it's about adding talent. That's that. Get the talent first. You can figure the fit out, and you know, look take it from if there. if we got Miles Turner he would immediately be the best center we've had since Tyson Chandler immediately. Yep. And, and arguing like, oh, well, pick and roll. He's not really that good. Like it, <laughs> he would be the best. <laughs> he would immediately compete with Tyson Chandler for like best center we've ever had on the roster. And yep. to nitpick about a guy like that. And I, I kind of got into it, not into it, because it was like two people that quote tweeted me and kind of drug me. Yeah, I was like, I, saw that. I was like, how many? Because I, I really was, I wasn't legitimately saying like, let's send all of our picks to get Miles Turner. Because the state of the Mavericks right now, until guys start hitting shots, picks is look nobody, <laughs> nobody wants Tim. Nobody wants Reggie. Like we, I personally don't really want to give up Jalen. Um, but... Like nobody wants Dorian, nobody wants Matt. Like, so the only assets we have are picks. So I guess the question becomes, how many picks are you willing to send for a guy like Miles Turner? Like, how many? Um, I did go in, and I finally—I should have done this a long time ago. Finally. Uh, so I think I heard pretty recently that we can't trade any pick until 2025. Like that's the next one that we can pick. The other trade, the other the next pick that we have this year, we can't trade it until draft night. It's a lot of weird stipulations. Um, that okay, so okay, but we have we have a first and a second round in 2024. We have a first and a second round in 2025. I was under the impression that we could trade picks as far out as seven years. I, I did a little. Okay, well, yeah. I think part of what like because from that clip that I heard. Um, the lockdown Pacers guy was like, I'm not sure if I want a Dallas pick because Luca raises the ceiling. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it we're not going to be bad enough to give them a good pick. So we're in this super weird state of flux right now where we don't have we're really, we're trading, we're trading the 15th or the 16th pick or the 20th pick a lot of times. Yeah. 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 So the better the team is the, the fewer assets we have. I know that the one trade I've heard a little bit about, or a lot, like at least proposed anyway, is is uh, Maxi, uh, and I don't know what else, but uh, to for Miles Turner, um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of depends on it. We, okay, this is a, a better question. We just played the Pacers. We just lost to the Pacers. If you're Rick Carlisle and you have decided to do a rebuild, twenty plus games into the season. Does it make sense to trade your players that you have for any of the players that the Mavs have? No. Like, no. If you're going to save money, maybe. 
or but is even this like a like, scorched earth rebuild where like i want to make sure that we like are really tanking here so or? i would it would be good for them to take our picks, bro, because like they got like the rookies going off. Um, you know, like like they could afford to get rid of Levert or you know, if they got picks in return for that, then that it suddenly it turns into a pretty serious rebuild, you know, that we're looking at for the Pacers. So like the only yeah. the only situation that it makes sense for them to take on any of our current players is if they really want to tank trust the process style like the Sixers did. And they want the number one overall pick because if they take like Dodo or Maxi or, or Dwight along with any of our future picks, and then they play Dwight or Dodo or Maxi or, or Reggie or whoever for extended periods over Karis or, or miles or whoever, if they're, if they're swapping that, then they are, then they are trying to compete with the Rockets and the Pelicans for like worst record in the yeah. NBA. It's crazy that's, enough. It just might work. That's the only situation <laughs> because again, like this comes down to like, we, we talk about it every week. It seems the talent deficit where I had this thought last night, like if you take, let's say you take the Pacers. Okay. Take the Pacers and I'm going to just going to check their roster really quickly. Okay. So, so who the, would you, the, who, who would you say the, are their two best players? Sabonis, uh, Sabonis, Sabonis. and Brogdon. Brogdon. Brogdon or Karis Levert? TJ Warren. Yeah. TJ Warren Brogdon is out. TJ yeah. Warren is out right now. The three but that let's... would be available for trade would be Sabonis, Turner, and Levert. Okay. Okay. But th- that's not what I'm saying. Who are their two most talented? Who are their two most talented players? I'm going to go Sabonis and Levert. Levert. Okay. Sabonis <laughs> and Levert. So you take those two guys away. Then you have Miles Turner. Malcolm Brogdon, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, uh, O'Shea Brissett, Brad Wanamaker. Uh, let's say TJ Warren is injured currently. Um, let's see, it was Duarte, Chris Duarte, um, Kellen Martin. Okay, that's the supporting cast. Would you not take that supporting cast? Would you not take, like, and swap it? If Would you not take Luca and KP plus Miles Turner? Chris Duarte, TJ McConnell, Malcolm Brogdon, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb. And I was TJ literally Warren thinking, I was literally thinking the same thing. Like, what if we just swapped rosters? Except like, for Luca and KP. That's what I'm saying. Luka. That's like, what I'm saying. Is, oh. is you look at like I look at like every every NBA roster now, and I'm like, man, you take off the two like best players on their team. Um, like say you know, uh, oh, I don't know. Let's, yeah, say like the Knicks take off Julius Randle and take away Derrick Rose. You still have RJ Barrett, Alex Burks, Evan Fournier, Taj Gibson, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Topin, Mitchell Robinson. Uh, I, I would take that team. I would take, I would take that supporting cast. Um, of course, I'm not a Knicks fan. I, they probably have as many issues with their, their supporting <laughs> cast as we have with the Mavericks. But it's i think what we're proposing is really like uh i guess it would be like a tw- how many so it would be like instead of i'm trying to do the math in my head so like a 26 player trade where we have 13 players on the maps that we trade for 13 players on the pacers this is easy peasy what are we doing here yeah it's trade ever <laughs> yeah i mean that that really is 
the situation we're in where I look at our supporting cast and I would and I would swap it with like I'm I'm probably going to go through later today and try and find a team that I would not swap with because it's going to be tough. That's good. good. Yeah, good. It's it's going to be tough to find a team where I'm like, "Ooh, no, I don't want any of those players. I don't want you guys next to Luke and KP." Yeah. We just need real shooters, role playmakers. But we'll we'll kind of keep an eye out if anything does pop off uh, or trade news or anything else. Um, but I think that's it, unless you guys have anything to add on or no, <laughs> no. Sigh. That's all I got. <laughs> good talking with you guys. Good talking. Good. Uh, good talk. Good therapy good talk. sesh. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at buckets beyond and you can follow us on instagram at buckets and beyond feel free to dm us uh or or uh um feel free to tweet at us if you have any more symptoms milo is very passionate about this too if you have any symptoms or if you have any potential remedies any prescription drugs that you would like to any song uh, that you jam to yeah or no 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 only drugs only drugs please um my dog has a lot. Please, uh, you can you can DM us and we'll send you the PO box that you can mail any um, any hallucinogens, any stimulants, any depressants, anything that you have that can help with uh, with this disease. Uh, antibiotics. We'll take anything. We'll take it. Toge- together, yeah. we can find a cure. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we out of here. Adios. <laughs> Peace out. Peace out.